When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, thank you, Silence the Voice. Text and emails rolling in about the, the, the crooked game. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, that's pretty solid. It says, uh, the top hat is Toledo's favorite by far because that's what he remembers his dad putting on right after he tap danced out the door. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It says the top hat was his favorite until Dad his mom. Is Michigan J. Frog now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, my baby. Goodbye, my family. Goodbye, my Toledo gang. The top hat was his favorite until his mom had to sell all the pieces. Then he had to use an old brown apple core for Monopoly. It all makes sense now. Uh, and then Swithbert, who is a, uh, a, an aspiring magician, he's got a long way to go. says, let me get this straight about Toledo's shady actions. Toledo brings up magicians and how much he dislikes them yesterday. Then palms a pick in a draft and now says the top hat is his favorite piece of monopoly. Very interesting. A magician would only say he doesn't like magicians and then pull the you most believe ultimate trick. with Bird Air time. I did. I'm kind garbage. of with Toledo on that one. Now stop it. He's on our side. John, you sound like the guy who used to be in the chair. Well, it doesn't make Eric completely useless. He had a few good points. Holmberg, you sound like a butthurt Trump voter. Have an investigation. Boo effing who? I smell bamboo. I do. My dad was always the wheelbarrow. Wheel, and this is how I know you are. Uh, he says, my dad was always the wheelbarrow because he's Mexican. And I know you're Mexican because you don't know it's wheelbarrow. It's not a barrel. <laughs> is that wheelbarrow available? No, but the wheelbarrow is. I'm wearing a, a cumber bun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I'm just going to get you an Uber back to the trailer. <laughs> uh, just bought Monopoly the other day. The horse was a T-Rex. Totally disappointed. Uh, you want us to look into this? Sign the Cyber Ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Little side project. Hey, look, it's Flakeberg's morning sickness. Pay up, you sore loser. Now, it would be flaking if we didn't have questions the entire operation. Like if the yeah, draft went the off without drawing. a hitch and Toledo drew and we're like, this whole thing seemed on the up and up. The whole time we're drawing, we're looking going, what did you do to the game, Rich? Who put that name? Yeah. In prison, Toledo would be straight to the banyo. <laughs> and these are bashing your face into some urinals. I don't know what this means. Good thing Holmberg didn't draw Lassie. He'd really be complaining. Did Lassie die? He's been know. dead for years, hasn't he? Know. Many Lassies have died. Last? And I don't know what this means. Go sell some jelly, Welcher. Oh, Welch's oh. jelly. I see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stretch, but I like it. Uh, pay your bet, crybaby. Move on with this. <laughs> Holmberg would expect someone to pay him. Yeah, because I wouldn't run a crooked operation. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't run a crooked bet. Here we go, Jim. <laughs> I wouldn't run a I wouldn't expect you to pay if I was like, look, it is pretty crooked. I'd, I'd say You've so. You've stacked the deck plenty of and times. And I've never taken money after a stacked deck. Mm. I've admitted the deck was stacked and giggled away for the entertainment value. And then collected the bonus on ratings day. 
Somebody just sent me a picture of Jose Altuve and said, found the jockey that rode the Kentucky Derby horse. <laughs> I got that one too. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I do like, though, in all this uh, Toledo cheatery, uh, the, uh, the fact that Chrissy Teigen has been taken to task. I don't like how she got away with, like, like her whole take on Murderous. social media. You know, her whole take on social media was be kinder. Everybody, I'm quitting because of all the negativity. You people are trolls and just try to bring everybody down. She just yelled and yelled and, and yelled. steps away. And then cancels it multiple times. That's just too mean. This is just too mean a place to be. And I live in the world of love and caring and John Legend. And then Courtney Stodden's like, geez, this lady sure is coming down on everybody for mean uh, tweets and stuff. And she left me personal DMs. To kill myself. Here's a couple of tweets that she said that I should be in the dirt and she can't wait till I die. Like if the, And then Chrissy Teigen pens out this, you know, I come from a place of love. That was a rough time for me. Uh, I, I can't believe who I used to be. And all the comments were like, we love you. You're just a beautiful person. And it's not. Meanwhile, the American Idol kid, when he was 12, watched a movie where the bad guys had hoods on their heads and looked like Klansmen. I forget the name of the it's movie. It's one guy um, but in it, the movie. Well, Whatever it is, it's yeah. the guy who... So they dressed the kid up, and he did a little quick vine where he's sitting there, and the camera's on him, and he turns the camera to the guy to the next, and it's the killer from the movie, and it happens to look like he's in a Klan hat. The Strangers and it just says, pray oh, at my. night. The Strangers pray at night. The bad guy in that is wearing a white hood. And so he's like, oh, my. And he turns to his the guy next to him like, the killer's next to me. They were recreating... The movie, and now, and his mistake was going, I'm going to step away and try to be a better person and learn. So he's basically telling the world, ah, it's a Klansman. I was in a Klan rally. He's too young to make that decision himself. They made it for him. He was 12. They made it for him, though. He was 12 That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. The PR department did a terror. He's going to be known for the Klan thing because people don't look deeper into it. But if you look deeper into it, a 12-year-old kid. Uh, wasn't doing clans. His mom had to come out to the press yesterday and say it wasn't a clan thing. They just watched this movie. I remember them doing it. I don't know how old he is now, probably 20. 16. He's only 16? So. so even still, he's still a kid. I thought he was older than that. But, I mean, come on. If Chrissy Teigen can tell people to kill themselves while she's on a, a full Twitter and social media rant about how mean everybody is and she won't tolerate that, but she's got her past and it's forgiven immediately. Then this kid gets a break, right? Yeah, he's got to be old. Man. But, um, I mean, come on. 12 years old. Uh, there's My Halloween costume three years ago, because I was being lazy, was sheets with holes cut out of the eyes. And I'm telling you, the pictures don't look good. They don't look good at all. And I'm like, We're, and, don't take photos of this. This is a bad. And I've got them in my phone. But I'm like, this doesn't look like ghosts at all. We look bad. Right. This is you're, you're, it's a makeshift deal. Because they show the picture right. of the character in the movie. Yeah. And then the picture of, you know, they're just, right. they can't they have replicate what this guy, because his like a uh, was, you know, a I don't, sheet, I don't know. but it was pressed onto his face. It was like a I'm not mask. familiar with the movie. I don't know. I'm not either, but like they put it up there, and then. The Strangers Pray at Night. Yeah. So you uh, yeah. see, it's so like the a white thing, yeah, the other It looks like a Klan hat. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But they're 12. Can we forgive 12-year-olds for stuff? Isn't that the yeah, point of a, them being 12 is like, you idiot? Now, if he's got a going to do it again and again and again. You're like, this kid loves the Klan. Then it's a thing, but come on. And again, I said it before. Thank God there were no cameras and camera phones oh, you know, back when we were God. all growing up. I was 12. stuff we did. I, was, I tell this story all the time. I was actually 13 years old when Mike Burkhart and I went out as Buckwheat and Alfalfa for Halloween, and I was in full 
dip full blackface. Full blackface. Wow. And the one thing I remember about that night was knocking on the door of the black family, and they loved it. Went in their house. They're taking pictures. I'm sure they're taking pictures for now. They're going to get me. Whenever this cracker gets a job that matters, we're going to have these handy. But they took pictures and they were laughing like, and they made me do the thing. I sang, Unts, ties, fee times, a maiden. Like, oh, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was yet. The lady loved it. And she looked at us funny at first. There was one family, a black family. We didn't know it was a black family. It was a little bit off. But the one was fine. What's his name? Caleb what? Caleb Kennedy. Kennedy. And even if it is a joke where it isn't about the movie, and he's like, oh, and the, the video's, uh oh, and he turns it to the guy next to him and he's in a clan. That's a, it's like, He's basically saying this is bad. The guy next to me is bad. Who released the photo? Good question. Were they digging? Yeah, that's, you know. Somebody know. always digs. And the bow always or whatever that the bow was added on there after. That wasn't the. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't even, now? either. Yeah. But if he's 12 in that. Nah, he looks a little older than 12. But if he's 12 in that. Maybe he doesn't. Kids he's do a little dumb older things. Than 12. Kids do really stupid stuff. And if we hold them accountable from age 12, we're doomed. Yesterday was a big cancel day. That kid went out, and then uh, Tony Tony Hinchcliffe, the comedian. Now, the good thing for Tony Hinchcliffe is uh, he's not well-known enough that this will be a big deal for a long term, but he is well-known on the Rogan podcast and his own uh, podcast, which is, by the way, a dark comedy podcast. Tony's yeah. not a lighthearted fellow. No. Um, but he went up, and there was an Asian I comedian before. Our friend, our friend Gilroy knows the Asian comedian. Well, the Asian comedian's my problem with this because he's too. the one who ratted out. Mine if too. comedians start ratting, ratting out other out comics for how they open their set for PR stuff and for uh, and he got his name out there, but if they start ratting them out for PC behavior, comedy's dead. You comedy's can't already do that. Dead. You, well, it's and, dying and because Tony of was it. actually. I mean, it's aggressive. But he's actually kind of defending. Well, he's like, I'm, I'm watching he's, you guys. He's, he's talking about the crowd. Yeah, I could see you guys. Uh, and also, evidently, well, he said the C Hank word, right? But prior to that, evidently, the set of the Asian guy was all about yes. Uh, That's what I hate I'm against you. Asians. Yeah, because I talked to Frank Caliendo last night. He goes, yeah, I talked to him. He said that the whole set was about, oh, you guys all hate Asians, and there's hate crimes against Asians, everything else. So the joke was to come out. And act like you hadn't heard a thing of what he just said and just abuse him as an Asian because yeah. that was his whole his, – so you're basically listening to the room and you're playing the night as a show. If the guy in, ahead of you is talking – giving a nod to the guy that was just there. Right. If the guy's talking about domestic violence being all wrong, he's got jokes about like this and you come out and go, hey, I just I was just backstage just knocking his wife all over the place. She's a great one. You're going to make a joke about the opposite Hilarious. of what he's talking about for that room. Let me listen to it's, this to make sure we can play Oh, I, I don't believe you can. No, you can't. Yeah, I've listened to it. But his agency dumped him, which is a big hit. I was talking to Frank. I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, that means that most of his gigs get moved or canceled or he has to get new representation before he can get on or start representing himself and re- renegotiate all of his stuff. Because when an agency dumps you, all the club, all the club owners are going to be like, well, we're not going to pay you what they asked for. So then your deal kind of drops. They won't dump him. Tony's a big name. And he's, you know, he's a funny guy. And his audience expects a certain something. But man, oh man, if... if if comedians start telling on each other about, like, well, that guy, he says the he makes racial jokes, and they start turning on each other, we would just skip comedy altogether, completely. It's you gotta, over. You got to Chappelle every show. Bag those phones. <laughs> Bag those phones. Chappelle's a genius. If you go to a Chappelle show, they take your phone at the door. If you don't want 
They're like, you don't, I'm not giving you my phone. You can't go in. And this is the exact reason why. That's exactly why. It's the comedy shows are for the room. Yeah. They're for a room of people that agree, hey, let's get uncomfortable and be a comfortable. And unless it gets totally out of hand, completely and utterly out of sure. hand. Sure. The artist may be wrong, but we all agree that the artwork can be offensive. It's art. Then the club will step in sometimes. It's that argument back with paintings and statues and stuff where the nudity or, you know, that one guy that was doing the feces art and everybody's like, this isn't art. And it's like to you. To me, too, but it's in the eye of the beholder. Same with anything. Music, comedy. Music can't be – you can't ban it. You can't sit back and say, oh, I don't like what they're saying. They're racist. Okay, but they have a right to be racist. You don't buy it. That's the key. The, the, the public decides whether or not it's good. It's not you know banned words, banned comedy. And Hinchcliffe has always been kind of off the rails when it comes to hey, – that's what makes him great. Apologetic. Yeah, he, he says things that are like, what oh, are those my guys? God. It's it's designed to make you a little bit yep. uncomfortable and think. But he's not just blatantly racist. He was in this because the guy's whole set evidently was about race. So he came out and blew it up. He nuked it in a funny way. If you were in the room, it would be like that was a funny moment where it's like, oh, my God, how uncomfortable is this moment? And uh, the, the opener decided to say, oh, okay, well, I didn't like that. Yeah, you kill the phones. Phones should not be allowed in any of that stuff. And what are you filming a comedy show for anyway? You're there. Is it, are you that desperate to let everybody know how great your life is that things you do right. have to be filmed? That are, watch the damn show. Put the yeah. phone down and enjoy the night. I, I, I used well, to. Well, I just, I, I, I'm like you with uh, Ryan Lochte. I smell setup here. Yeah, it does feel like that. He, he did this and, and he knows what kind of comedian Tony is. They're probably joking around backstage, and he probably did it the night before. And yeah. so he's probably like, I'm going to get him this night. Now, I don't know, because he's a regular on Rogan's podcast. And if Rogan turns his back on him, then it's huge. And I don't yeah. know if he is. I don't know. If, and Rogan's super safe. There's a lot of dough with Spotify. So I don't know if – and Rogan's proven, like, if it's – Tony definitely is his guy. Oh, he loves Tony. And yeah. Tony's great. Yeah. But if, if Rogan says you're no longer allowed on the podcast, that will hurt. Huge. And I kind of uh, would disagree with that a little bit. If Rogan crushed that, him? Absolutely. Yeah. You took – yeah, Rogan took all of his comedy until it was inconvenient. And can't do that. But that's just more proof that – and look, Joe is now under the umbrella of the $150 million deal right. he made. So if they say, hey, don't do it, you don't do it. You take a job with Disney – and you're under Disney's rules. We don't want you to have Hinge Clip on anymore. Yeah, right. If they say, hey, he's not on, this has to cool off, and he's not on. I don't, I'm, somebody just emailed me and said uh, he just had his shows with Rogan canceled, all of them. Mm. So if that's if, if Rogan bails on him, that does hurt. That, the Kill Tony. And Adam Ray's on with him, or this, was, this recently. Is, this is from last week, yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk to Adam about that. Because uh, comedians hate this. They're yeah, the last voice just, of like freedom, in a way. It just, it just screams like uh, Donald Glover. I, I sent you what he had yeah. said. He said it's just people complain about everything being boring. Yeah. yeah. This is why everything this is, is why. boring. Yeah. Donald you're, Glover you're making it. a recipe for boring. Yeah. He basically said you're taking away all the uh, the chance takers. Mm-hmm. Anybody willing to take Anybody a chance. Anybody taking a risk or anything like that for entertainment yep. sake or for artistic sake. Yeah. Is, is why, why would they bother? Yeah. But I, and I'm, no, you know, I, I like Tony Hinchcliffe, but I haven't been like crazy about him. But again, all you have to do is not pay attention. Yeah. But when the let him do what he does, he'll either live by it or die by it. When the comedians turn it, 
Owen Benjamin. Key Custer just caught you, too. So Toledo can smell a setup, huh? <laughs> I can smell it. Can Can't even snuff out his own setup, but uh, boy, he knows his setup when he sees one. He's real familiar with the ways of a setup, boys. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Clever girl. Yeah, but I just did this whole, this whole, I, yeah, I don't understand the whole cancel this, cancel that thing in the first place. But I, I, what I really don't understand, and who's the jackass with the cell phone that said, sure, I'll give that to you? I got a that's theory. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just I got don't, a theory on that. Hang that, that it's set up. Well, that friend. Uh, maybe a friend was recording because it's a big deal. I get, oh, to, I get to bring up yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe, Very film true. me bringing him up. Yeah, but this wasn't the first night that he did it. That's true. From but it's I the understand. first night Tony called him a sea hink. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so he, maybe. I think he did it the night before. Uh, maybe. Don't know. But he knows his act by now. So if it's right. the third or fourth right. night you've done a show with a guy right. and you just watch this guy go on and on about, you know, uh, you're you're using your race as your as your basis your for your act. And he's going to come out and step on it because it's just I'm insensitive to whatever you just said. So, and he says, I think his first line is, let's hear it for that filthy little – on the stage. Still the effing yeah. C word. Yeah. I'd have laughed my ass off. Like, my God, that is horrible. But that's that's what comedy's supposed to be. Wildly. Bring Don Rickles back. Off. To open oh, up for- Don Rickles would get shot with. Oh, oh my yeah. God. You imagine Rickles today? And he's an American treasure. I know. <laughs> he's he was an American great. treasure. He was great. And he, and look, I have no beef with that. I, I've said it before. I'm like, come cancel me. I just don't care. Because if you think this is malicious, you're insane. Yeah. If you think what we're doing has malice, you're nuts. You're the nutball. But if it comes to get me or any, I, I, I don't care. I really don't. So I'll just find something else to do because that's what it's come down to. Us. We've lost the plot as far as uh, malice versus just uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, you automatically assume, oh, everyone, all the kids in the world just heard that. It's what we used to say when people would call the station. Prior to the social media, people would call up and go, I don't want to be on the air because a lot of people know me. Nobody's going to recognize your voice. Yeah, I know, but they, I'm pretty, it's a big deal. Like, nobody's going to hear you. No one will know who you, we'll call you uh, Larry, and your name is Tony, and we won't do it. And they'll screw it up the next day. And no and one, it's will, on podcast. No one will go, I heard him say it, and we go, he's going to lose his job. Now, if you're dumb enough to say, I work at blah, 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 and I sit in cub- cubicle five, then you're asking for it. But people just say, I'm going to say something terrible on the air. I don't want anybody to, I don't want anybody, a lot of people will hear me, and they know me. Like, you're not that well-known, and you're certainly not that important. Neither is your stupid social media page. But, man, it's important now, and it makes people feel more important that they can be a one-man wrecking ball sitting in their stupid, you know, car in their middle-of-the-road world and become the reason somebody big came down. It's nuts. It's just tough because some of the funniest comedians are the ones that were like, oh, they, they can go there, and it's all for the laughs yeah. part of it. But they're doing topics that, oh my gosh! Yeah. But then you just it's well, at what funny. point? At what point? If this starts happening, do actors have to start uh, 
being held account. Like again, we go back. You've got, you, uh, of course, you have it, but you've got Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, that but was an actor, does, but but that's art. He's when performing. Does that, when does that turn on the writer? Is my question. Great question. Because that's the guy who conceived Quentin. that whole thing. But that's the funny part is that Tarantino's got the the free pass. He's, he's, he's got, got a free he's, pass. He's, yeah. Yeah. He does because it's art, and we recognize it as art. But. If he did that, if but if we hadn't heard of someone, has, get someone has to play thing? the bad guy. If, if yeah, right, but we won't have bad guys anymore. They won't be that bad because they will. Have, they'll have bad guys will have morals to say, well, I don't use terrible words, and I'm not angry at any races, and I don't. The whole point of a bad guy is to make you hate him. He has to do hateable things. And nowadays, it's like, well, we don't like seeing anybody do hateable things. Everybody has to be, and it's just not. It's just not a feasible world where, as far as entertainment, and Donald Glover, 100 percent right. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, you guys are bored. There's a reason why everything's a Marvel movie. There's a reason why. Maybe that's what will happen. All the characters, like real movies, will be remade, but Marvel characters will be playing the lead roles. <laughs> Thanos yeah. as the plantation owner. I like this. And Django and Shane. They just put the Marvel characters <laughs> in there. You know what? Let's just CGI up some racism is what Brady's saying. I like that. Let's, I'm with that. Let's get some CGI characters to go out there and go, Welcome to Candyland. My name's Thor. Hawkeye, go out back and uh, go give me one of them buck. I want to watch them fight here on the floor at Thor's house. You bring your buck in, Iron Man. It's terrible. We can't have any fun anymore. Look at this. Hulk, go smash some cotton. And to prove my point, nobody cares. And yet it keeps people keep losing their job. Shahram Askari has emailed me. Irish kid. Right. <laughs> love your show. First generation Middle Easterner here in the United States. First and foremost, I love this country more than anything. Second, the funniest jokes to me are the Middle Eastern ones. I agree with you completely. Keep up the good work. Loosen up. We need to untighten Man, our buttholes. No our buttholes are tight. Think about being in Palestine or Israel right now. No. No jokes uh. there. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's Ramadan. Yeah. Well, and if I've yeah. seen anything about Ramadan, I know one thing I like about it. The fat asses. <laughs> yeah, that's all I care about with Ramadan. The only thing I know about Ramadan, and I learned it from The Simpsons, which is now illegal to know, and I also learned it from Hakim Olajuwon, because when the playoffs would come around, Usually the playoffs were in May and June, was, and the Rockets would always worry because Hakeem stopped eating All right. during the playoffs. And I'm like, Ugh, what do we do? Well, he could eat, and then you find out oh, he can eat after sundown or something like that. Yeah, or there's yeah, nothing. Sundown to sunset. There's like some type of rule he can't eat. It's fasting. Maybe the other way around. But they were worried that Hakeem wasn't getting enough energy and protein and stuff because of Ramadan, and it was always a story. Now that would be considered racist. Like, how, how dare you, uh, you know? Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, remember him? He was the first mm-hmm. national anthem guy that everybody lost their mind over because during the national anthem, when he turned it from Chris Jackson Johnson, Jackson, Chris Jackson was that his name? Chris Jackson, was I think it was, and he turned into Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Still to this day, outside of Arvita Sabonis, the funnest name to ever say in the uh, NBA. Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Sounds like a rap lyric, but he would stare into the palm of his hands during, his, during the national anthem. And people are like, you disrespectful prick. And he's like, I think he's doing, I think he's honoring it. He's just, and then sometimes he'd turn around and pray. Yeah. And if you've ever seen him, uh, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali and all those guys, well, right before the fight, they would stare into their hands. I don't know what it means. I don't know what the symbolism is, but it's their religion thing. And that's what we're supposed to be about, <clears throat> letting people do that kind of stuff. It's crazy. The only thing, the only person, and I honestly mean this to, to the core, 
that absolutely should apologize is Toledo for that whole thing yesterday. And that was absolute garbage. <laughs> Thieves, murderers, rapists, and guys who rig contests. That's uh, Pratt and Toledo need to apologize. <laughs> it's not squelching when you had questions the entire time during the game. I'm still going to scratch the check, but in the memo, there's going to be some Tony Hinchcliffe words that are, you go like to the there's bank. There's ever that. not been a colorful memo <laughs> and a, a check memo. you. I, that's the thing that'll get me canceled. Yep. Somebody's going to some gonna... your pe- posted checks. Oh my! Some of my posted gay checks. Sex. Are, oh, beyond gay sex, I've written <laughs> slurs in my memo just to, so I feel if I if if you beat me in a bet and it's substantial, I'm going to write you a check. That's that is most of the time the bet will be more than you can cash online. So you have to actually go in and drop this thing off. And there's going to be something terrible written on there. I've done a couple. Oh, Maybe not you have to. Now, I don't write checks as Funny. much. But that, you memo? know what I love about oh, Venmo? Yeah. Venmo, uh, you have to do a, a description. memo. And almost every time it's horrific. Yeah. My picture on Venmo is my middle finger. <laughs> and then they post it. He also paid yeah. so Yeah, he so paid this guy the for It's great. Yeah. It's, yeah, horrible stuff. And almost all of them are like body removal, gay sex. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, this guy says, uh, we had a guy at my work here apologize to a person of color in the office. As soon as he left, they all looked at each other and they were confused. He felt guilty and they didn't care. Made me wonder what he says behind their backs that he feels so guilty about. The only thing the apology did was make me go, what did you do that was so horribly racist? <laughs> that you had that, like, look, I just want to come up to you guys and tell you I'm sorry. What'd you do, man? No, it, just a lot. Trust me. Trust me. There's a lot, there's a lot in there. There's a lot going on up in this uh, noggin, and uh, it's, none of it's good towards you. So I just want to tell you I'm sorry for – I'm going to go key your car. Do you have a car? I'm sure. Is it yours or is it stolen? I'm going to go outside right now. I'm going to mess with what I assume is yours. We were talking about that, that technology, that they're actually – you can see what a person's thinking, their mind. They have that, and, like, and you said, it's over. It's over. It's yeah. over. Oh, it's we can done. see the words you're thinking. <laughs> All if I, If Toledo put that on – I would fight my brain so hard not to think of the N-word. It's the Ghostbusters. Right. It's Ghostbusters. It just popped in there. It just popped in there. I don't know how it happened. What did you do? Ah, He said not that – you're going to think of the one thing you're not supposed to think of. A 50-foot N-word? What? (laughs) It's Barry Wood coming through the city. That's what I would think of. And then it would have the word above him because it's like, what? all right, I can see your thoughts. Don't think anything bad. Boink, first word. Damn it. I'm done. What's so funny? I don't know. I was just thinking about something. <laughs> something terrible. <laughs> well, I can see your thoughts, Brady. And then you just had a slew of N-words just roll around in your brain. It, you can't help it. Everybody would think of a terrible word if somebody said, don't think of a terrible word. Don't think of anything. What's the first thing? You say, oh, I don't think of that word. Yeah. I just thought of that word. Yeah. I did it again. No, and again. No, it's just your, your head looks like little man Tate yep. with math on the N-words. Yep. Yeah. It's your, your fears live in there. Your fears live in your brain. You don't want people seeing and. All that you got, all the stuff that you're afraid people know. You think it's the reason why you got a mouth and a brain, and they're disconnected to a certain degree. Is like eh, keep that inside. You're supposed to think before you're supposed you to speak. move forward. I, mean, I sometimes I wish you could hit just a reset button. <laughs> Everyone apologizes because there's something that you've done. Whatever you know, no one's 100 percent perfect. And hit the reset button. Start from there. Then the ones that get in trouble are the ones. 
that continue doing the same. Right. The patterns. It's just hard. Yeah, yeah the patterns. patterns. Yeah. Patterns are more important to me yeah. than one-time yeah. slip-ups. And yeah. one-time slip-ups are – like my, my feelings now, though, when I see this stuff, I'm like, you're done. Ralphie May used to do a bit about how he wanted to get rid of the N-word by changing the name of cookies to N-words. Yeah. And he did the last 15 minutes of a set where I was uncomfortable a little. I don't get uncomfortable. I'm like – I was uncomfortable for him because I'm like – God, don't tape this because out of context, it just looks like you're right. you're you're reveling in saying that. Right. Yeah, and he did it, and he's but his point, if you listened, was if you just change the words, diffuse meaning, it. you diffuse it. If we all because everybody Harlan loves had the cookies, same thing. everyone loves cookies. Yeah. New Nabisco teas. Yeah. yeah, right. It's the same thing. Oh, Ralphie, it's a good thing he died when he did. Huh. It yeah. really Ralphie, was, so Ralphie was actually pretty safe. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. You don't think so? Spend an hour with him was. outside that well, state. Well, outside. Ralphie was going to get you in trouble. More. He loved. Yeah. He loved doing that. He and the Smash Brothers and Come Brad Williams. Me. He sma- Come get me. Smash Brothers, yeah. Oh, they were better than him. Me, the Smash Brothers, Brad Williams, and some guy we didn't know driving us in a car uh, went to a place called, it used to be called Midnight Run, and then it turned into that... Uh, the crazy Alice in Wonderland, and now it's Cock and Tails, which you should probably cancel the name of that place. <laughs> and by the way, the Cock and Tails place had a the, uh, one of the cutest girls ever comes to the table. And I'm an old man, so she was cute. She wasn't like, oh, this is hot. I'm like, oh, you're an adorable. Then she's like dressed up in cocktail gear. And she comes over and she's like. <laughs> what? And I'm like, what in the hell's going on with this? Then she leaves, comes back. She goes, uh, I have a stutter. <laughs> How is it? So uh, Mel Tillis is your The two stuttering waiters in this town, you know I both I knocked them. them both out. But all I could think of, because my brain works in a certain way, is does that, like while she's having sex, and then like 15 <laughs> minutes after, it, I, just, uh, I, just, I, just, I just, I just. It's like singing. What, what I just, calms it? Yeah. What calms it? I just, 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 I just. All over, all over the place. <laughs> that was like ten minutes ago, lady. I'm watching TV. I'm already dried up. <laughs> what the hell? We were finished. I just showered. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, I've already left. I, I'm in the car. <laughs> she was cute. She was super sweet. But then, but then she had a great sense of humor about it because I was super careful at first. Same with Peter. Yeah, and like because Peter was Peter, my stuttering waiter at BLT, and then he, I haven't talked to Peter forever comes to the table oh well, there my name is peter i'm like all right first and foremost greatest voice i've ever did you ever go with me no to, huh? peter was Never met peter a is the best bartender in the city the guy is meticulous i mean he is meticulous about his knows drink. his craft he knows his craft and he introduced me to something called a sezrak which is just something you find in your garage and you're like i think this clr is still good i'll drink it it's sazerac yeah. sazerac it's not, sorry yeah. it's a sazerac it's just this i don't know it's it's poison. Yeah, but it's a, it and it comes in a thing with the coolest ice cube you've ever seen. So you think it's neater than it is. And is that the one it. that glows? No, no, no we're men. <laughs> <laughs> you do afterwards because it's nuclear. It's, it's, uh, they should call <laughs> it the Chernobyl. But Peter's like, my name is Peter. I'll be here. Waiter tonight. Like, whoa, that was a little off. And 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 uh, tonight, uh, the, the chef has prepared a beautiful uh, a beautiful uh, a beautiful skirt steak. Okay, and he leaves, and, and I'm looking at my friend Colin, and I'm like, "This isn't fair. Like, can we make fun of it? Is he going to be all right making fun?" Of it? So we told him, "We're like, look, this is going to sound bad. Aside from a couple little glitches, 
you have an amazing speaking voice because his pipes are heavy. Well, I've been told I should. I should. I should get into broadcasting. Well, that's not going. We can help you. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have some editing problems. And he started joking. The next thing you know, we're drinking with him, and he's a great guy. Same with that girl over there at the Cock and Tails. Adorable, super sweet, and then she had a sense of humor about it. That'd be a good one. The five questions he got to ask William Shatner. We brought him. Yeah, I took him to the William Shatner thing. He didn't. Well, no. Oh, on the show. Yeah, yeah, on the show. Did the interview. What do you mean? That would be a good one. For a best of. Oh, sure. Well, I didn't know we were planning that right now. Brady, are you taking some time off? <laughs> yeah, a little aside. A little aside. Man. We still just got a month and a half. All right. See, this is what I'm talking about. Sometimes your thoughts don't need to come <laughs> yeah, out of your mouth. No, just we write that down. On Saturday Sometimes we can no, squish yeah, those sure. down. Well, you can tell them afterwards. We don't need to start planning Saturday's show in the middle of this one. <laughs> hey, you got any plans for always Saturday thinking, morning, always boys? Yeah, well, exactly, and that's the problem. <laughs> and it came out. Those thoughts, those thoughts on that. Hey, you know what I was thinking? Maybe Brett, you could close up. Uh, I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> Big day, late, late. <laughs> <laughs> Brady laughed. He thinks it's Saturday. Do we fair enough? Knock it off. And the best part was Brady was at the table. Like the people told me I should, I should, I should get, I should get into broadcasting. And he leaves the table, and Brady goes, "That guy thinks he could be on the radio." Uh, it's 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 funny. I didn't believe it at first, Peter. Well, because yeah. Colin and I, I had thought it first, you put him up to it, and then I brought him yeah. to you. Yeah. Like, huh? take a look at this. Nope, it's real. It's very real, and he's awesome. But yeah, all these people that we love, and you know, you can't do that. Yeah, there's the, Ralphie May, Don Rickles, all the great comedians that have been. You know, Eddie Murphy. He's apologized for his 1982. Uh, on the, on the cassette tape. He apologized for delivery. Oh, yeah, because remember, there's one thing called homo F-words. It just says it right there on – it's track two. Yep. F-words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you don't want your wife coming home after she kissed some AIDS on her lips. And you're like, oh, man. Now you hear it and you're like, oh. But back in 1982 or three, you're like, that's probably how you get it. <laughs> Women love. You don't want to get your ass kicked by it. Like he says like a thousand times. And we're all like, ah, ga, ga, ga. But that, and, and I think that's the point. Like if a person like that, like Eddie gets the pass, then these people that are doing them, you know, again, it's the, it comes back to the pattern. If it keeps going back to – The problem what it comes back to is when Eddie tries to do a Disney movie and then they're like, you're the same guy who did this. That's where we've gotten this uh, puritanical morality of like, wait a second, you want to change 40 years later? I remember when you did this. You better apologize for this before you can do Doolittle Three. Well, you like, can, nobody cares. He's an old man now. You can say that, but then, but then you got someone like Ice Cube who's what? saying "f the police," but now he's in children's movies. He does and stuff the, like "Are that. we there yet?" Yeah, and, and he hasn't apologized really for anything. And good, and still speaks his mind. Good for him. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't have to agree with you, right? I, I don't. I still think you know. Yeah, and you got and the, and that dude. Or no, is it Cube? It's Cube and then Ice T who did F the Police. Oh no, they did that. No, no, no. Ice T did the a cop killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's selling Tide. Yeah. And on and, on and he a plays big a cop show on the show. Yeah, and he's a cop, years, and he yeah. tells people he doesn't like cops. Yeah. Still, it's like I'm not a. I don't trust cops. Watch SUV this weekend. I portray a good one. Yeah, LL Cool J's a cop on TV. <laughs> I don't think that he was too. All he wanted to do is love your mama down. He loved the ladies. 
and they loved him. And Dr. Dre's a mogul. I mean, that dude. Uh, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Well, his wife's going to get a lot of that. But still, I mean, it's just, it's, we've, we've gotten so crazy with this. And it's, again, if comedians start turning on each other, well, I'm, I want to talk to Adam Ray about that because he's on Hinchcliffe's show. Yeah. Maybe. And, I, and I think the bigger thing is, is that comedians started making enemies on Twitter by being so politically active off the stage. Well, they're, I think that's they're the so danger. holier than now, some of them. Yep, there's a lot of that. And I think there's a certain aspect of like, oh, this, I get it all the time. We have comedians on the air. I get a good batch of people like, I'm sick of these liberal Hollywood yeah. comics coming in and spewing their beliefs. And I'm like, take a step back and just listen for the laughs. If they're yeah. not fun, that's all they're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. And if they're spewing out something that's not funny or they're, they're giving a political view, you just yeah, there's disagree with them. There's a lot of comedians it. that are holier than thou? A lot. A lot. Adam's been yeah, accused of it on, in a big way. On Adam, social media? Look, I've yeah, seen Adam, Adam's Instagram that goes on and on about how he feels about uh, 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 police sure, police topics. brutality. Yeah, yeah. And it's not funny. Like right. He's being very serious about it. And he takes that chance. So I think, you know, he's allowed to do it, no doubt about it. But when he goes off, and I've, Adam Ray will we'll talk about it, when he goes off on those things, you create an enemy. Because you're you're taking a stance in a very controversial topic. Like if comedians make a joke on stage about stuff and then make a poignant thing, the audience will laugh or clap or be quiet. Or occasionally somebody will go, you're a dick. You know, it's like, hey, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. You want to leave? Go ahead. I don't care. Uh, those are those moments that I think social media is biting comedians a little bit. It's because they're starting, you know, Sarah Silverman, Jimmy Kimmel, all these people are like, now I'm going to be funny, but I'm also super social active. And I'm going to make you feel bad for your behavior. That's and then just, I'm going to go off and say whatever I want. And yeah. Because comedy is dangerous. It's supposed to be. The so, reason why I say holier than thou, I think that's the uh, political side of it. The holier than thou is the ones that I, was, I got the impression that uh, I don't cuss. Um, oh, no. I'm calling people oh, on no. that. No. And there's, but that's but there's, more of its opinionated stuff than whole, yeah, you know. It's just how like you a, run your set. I'm right, talking yeah. holier than thou, the people that get preachy on, on right. social media. On issues. The ones yeah. where yeah. – you know, like you did with me, your boy's at it again. Right. Like, yeah. why do you why do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, don't don't fall into the yeah. traps. Because I think comedians are in a dangerous spot. And I think celebrities. It's a, it's a, again, it gives everybody a, a false sense of importance. So what? So you disagree with somebody? Big deal. I wonder if Mencia's got the right idea because we I went and seen him this weekend, and he pretty much tapes every show and yeah. puts it out there right I, after the show. So I, I told, you, oh, I told every, you why yeah. that is now, though, right? Oh, partially to cover his ass. And, well, it's partly yeah. because of the Rogan deal. Like yeah. Brad from that's, the club was saying, telling yeah. me that he's evolved into, he sells every show on a jump drive at the end of the show, so if he mentioned you or or went after you in the show, you, you can, can buy it, it after no the kidding. show. He, he puts everything right out there, and he videos it. He has four cameras set up in the room. So he tapes, tapes everything. Oh, yeah. So if he's ever accused of anything ever again, he he's can go got, right to the tape. He's got the tape. He's That's got smart. the tape. Yep. That's smart. Because then it's not just some clip of somebody. And do you think phone. that took away from the show? Absolutely not. Nobody cared. He he yeah. came out and said it at the beginning. Yeah. He's like, hey, this, this is what's going on. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. And there were people buying them, too. Well, bottom line is I don't think anybody cares. I honestly don't. I think this. I think we're in this weird time where we have to – Root out the – you have to root out the – you have to tattle on the asshole. The people that weren't there are the ones who – They're the ones who are upset. Yeah. 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 Well, and then the one guy who had the phone who was willing to do it. And then, and if the comedian on stage is mad at the other comedian, they should have that backstage. If the Asian guy was like, hey, Tony, killing me. I know, I, I'll lose my job and I don't, I don't get to open yeah. for you and I'm going to look like a pussy. But what you're doing to me right now is pissing me off and it's wrong. That's man-to-man stuff. You go to Twitter, when you just stood on a stage and handed a mic to the guy, 
And then you go online afterwards and go, yeah, he was a jerk. It's like the, you're the coward. You're a coward for, for not being able to say, hey, this guy did this and I, and I have a personal beef with it. That's it. And if he's trying to take any, you know, if look, if that's true and Rogan's canceled Tony Hinchcliffe from the show, that hurts him. And then now I don't believe it's a controversy. Context and nuance, man. Yeah. There's none of that left in anything. And speaking of controversies and nuance, I now may believe the shots are nanobots. And I may now believe. I may have swung to the other side of this oh, whole vaccine thing. you see thing. something yet? Yeah. So Ohio, go ahead. Oh, yeah. They're having a weekly million-dollar drawing. Five-week. Five weeks for only vaccinated people and and to encourage people under 18, they're having a drawing to pay for your college full tilt for people under 18 who get the vaccine. And they're doing they're giving away for like five prizes of it, right? Five like million once a week, dollars. Once a week. Five yeah, million bucks. Week. And then they're giving away a college yeah. full ride college scholarship. No, five, five scholarships. That's what I'm any. saying. Every yeah, week yeah, yeah. they're going to another yep. drawing for people under 18, yep. which is the first time I've felt like this is all crooked. Why would a state have a lottery to incentivize people to absolutely have? Because they're they're going after the people who are the, those know, are the ones they want. The ones, to get, the ones that yeah. they're trying to get vaccinated, <laughs> and it's no longer a medical thing when there's a lottery. That's the first time I felt like Toledo has an Ohio driver's license. <laughs> right, well, got that. How many shots? Toledo's arms all swollen. I made that trip in one day. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's worth it. But that is that is not how this is supposed to go. That's crooked. And so if they're trying to incentivize with state giveaways, then the government is in on, we got to do some sort of game or something. There are not enough of them getting it. And it has nothing to do with health at that point. And I understand there are people like, oh, it'll make people get them that normally wouldn't. That's what the people who normally wouldn't are saying. They're, they're forcing it. That's crooked. There's something weird about that. That's the first time I thought, all right, what's the big bugaboo if people don't want to get it? It's personal choice, right? So now you're giving a million dollars away to get dummies to show up and get vaccinated and their kids. Like, I understand. Look, if I had kids, I wouldn't do it. They're not really at risk. I wouldn't have my kid take that vaccine. I'm getting him vaccinated on the And you 20th. have a right to. You, you can. I don't know that I would because I'm like, he's okay. And I'm not sure. Like, but like the thing we're worried the about. The argument with, with me is, is kind of what Rogan had said. The people that had brought that to Rogan after he said young people shouldn't get it. I don't think they should. I, I don't disagree like with kids. that. I'm talking kids, not young people. I don't disagree with that, but the argument for me is is for the rest of the community so that he's, he's not spreading it to, uh, to sure. other people. That's my argument that. to it, too. I and, I want, and I want my herd to be immune. I get that. And that's your right. But if I had a kid, I'd sit and think, uh, the, the one thing we don't know for sure are long, long-term effects of this because it hasn't been tested. So if you're going to say, you know, ah, jam it in a six-year-old, I'm not – like your kid's 15, 16. He's 15. That's starting to get into that time where you're like, all right, he's pretty developed. Yeah. He doesn't have much more Kirby's growing. 12. Kirby's 12. Kirby's eh, 12. Borderline. Got I'd some, be with you on, still the got on the elementary. periods and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to shove this in a kid. And in that case, I'd be okay with that because, yeah. like, Lisa, Chris, and I were, are vaccinated. If Alex was six, seven, eight, I'd let him ride it out. Yeah, I don't think I'd give it to a kid no, who's no, still no, growing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, would, I personally, yeah. I'd be with you there. But Alex is 15. Yeah, 15, so. he's pretty done. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot more. But, I mean, still, it would make me think. I'd pause for a thought. Oh, Once you're like, done. <laughs> yeah, you can beef with him. We're not going to bring that up. No, you can't bring that up. It's a moron. <laughs> Toledo gave him a good thrashing the other day. <laughs> it's great stuff. He was due. 
Oh, he was due all right. He bitched about it after the show to Brett and I, and we just—I mean, Brett and I were basically sorry. I had to vent to somebody. Yeah, Brady. And, uh, Lisa doesn't even know yet. Brett and I looked like an NBA team getting introduced yesterday. We were, we had come up with so many different ways to high five. It was like we had we looked like kid and play in a video. Yeah. We're like <laughs> doing the kid. That's what that was. I knew I recognized it. But I gotta. I go pajama jammy jam, and we're, we're having a time while he bitches about his kids. We're like, this will never happen to us, which is the best thing and ever. And then you have Stebbings bitching about his kid. Well, Stebbings just, just no, no, Stebbings isn't bitching about his kid at all. Stebbings like, well, he was bitching that he had a, a party at his house for the uh, a prom, prom night, and all these kids came to his house, and he's like, like two of them tried to drink. There's like 30 kids at my house. He goes, I was so disappointed in this batch of seniors in high school. Trying to sneak it in? Yeah. not. It's like two of them. He's like, give me the bottle. Oh, all right, Mr. Stubbings. I'm sorry. It's like, wow. All of you are so well-behaved, goddamn. Now Biff. Yeah. Now <laughs> Biff. I'll wash your car for a week, sir. I, uh, I'll sleep on the couch till I figure out what I've done wrong. He's like, all of them are all well-behaved. He goes, I fear for our future. Little soft little kids running in my backyard. And Mark's like, here's some condoms. Oh, I couldn't possibly, sir. We wouldn't do that. What the hell's wrong with the What's youth wrong these with days? You kids? I like that you're not using condoms, but I don't think you're using anything. You're not even using your wang. We did it, film you and the missus. Is it still okay to say wang, or is that racist now? I don't know. If Might I, have to change have that to change one up. Wang. I like good wang. Point. Don't ask me. You know I'm. I know you. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't, you're not the guy I turn to to go. Is this? Is this a slur? Uh, that's how you know it's a slur. Is Brett laughing? <laughs> If you just said uh, the gauge, yeah, ah, uh, these surrender monkeys. He <laughs> immediately that was funny because it's a slur towards the French. Yeah, which I still too. think is one of my favorites. This, the, yeah, it's, I don't pick one. Pick it's everybody, but the French slur, <laughs> surrender monkey, is just great stuff. But nobody cares. I'm, I'm so tired of everybody getting canceled for other things. So, and then yesterday, the the big story in town was the uh, the family that wanted their 1999. F two fifty back, and my phone gets alerts and everything else. The, the, Amber the news alert. is going on. Well, I didn't. I don't think they was actually it? issued the Amber Alert, but they, my news source went off said searching for a baby wasn't an Amber Alert yet on Third and Indian School, and uh, this, this they, they got their car stolen, I guess, and then they wanted it back really bad. So they told the police, "There's a baby in it. We're we're taking care of an eighteen month old baby and it's in it," which is not real good forward thinking. Taking care of? They were caretakers for an eighteen month old. And that doesn't it, it means well, yeah, kind of. That's I think that's mm. the new fangled term for babysitter. Mm. So they said uh, APB on a 1999 F 150 250 whatever it was pile of garbage. But the reason later then they admitted there's no baby in there. We just wanted you guys to find our truck faster. And by the way, that's my baby. It worked. Yeah, they oh, found yeah. the truck in like an hour. Yeah, and for anybody who's had their car stolen. It's frustrating because yep. it's, it's, yep. it's really frustrating because cops don't want it. They, they can't. But you see there's a baby in it. They're going to get their car you back. see the picture of the tweakers that they – Yeah, these two are the ones that told the story. Oh. And uh, <laughs> Wow. I'm pretty sure even if there was a baby in that, they're going to go to jail because wow. you don't want them watching kids. This is a face of – these are posters or billboards for don't yeah. do it. They're the don't Remember do it people. those that used oh, yeah. to be over there when we were in the other building? That's them. They're scratching Holy holes crap. in their faces, and but they did get their truck back really fast. And uh, but they used a helicopter. They had like eighty cops in on it. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying it worked. But they really didn't think ahead that once the truck was found and there's no baby in it, 
There My baby. There would have been another search. And how long was this going to go on? So I got to give the tweakers a little credit to tell the cops. Thanks for the truck, by the way. No baby. They just didn't pay their premium to the general, so they were worried <laughs> right. about getting that thing back. We're so sorry. Right. We thought the baby was in it. Yeah. It's in the house the whole time. Yeah, well, that's the story I'd have done. If I'd have gone to right. that, I'm like, all right, look, we need, a, Here's the background. we need a friend with a baby. You get on the horn right now and say that you came by, saw the truck in the parking lot, we left it, and you took your baby back. I thought Donnie had it. Yeah. He thought I had it. We didn't have baby at all. Turned out our friend who we was watching the baby for took the baby out at Circle K. We didn't see it. So we got real concerned. Uh, they're going to be in big trouble. That's just meth head thinking. But it was a big deal. Like they'd close streets. And I, I think those meth heads, I would love to have been in the mind of a meth head for a second while the cops are putting up yellow tape and like <laughs> you see the chopper go over and baby, we's got to fess up. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to go well because when they find that truck in, they will. What are we going to say We're about this, need a baby. this phony baby? You need to, <laughs> can you produce a child too sweet? Sigh. <laughs> I cannot. Well, then you need to steal the baby. And so here it is left in the bathroom. Borrow, baby. Do something. H.I., you get that baby. (laughs) It was raising Arizona (laughs) right here on 3rd Street Indian School, which I died laughing at at the end. And I feel bad that the cops were wasting their time, but they got the truck back. So congratulations to the Phoenix Police Department. Got a new 99 F-150. You get to keep that. Auction that off for a couple hundred dollars. And the reason I was interested when the story broke was because... I thought, well, this must be like a Lamborghini or something with a baby in it because nobody's going to lose their minds. Yeah, what's the prize? Turns out it's a truck. Yeah, it's like, no. That's my baby. You go crazy about it. When I found out, oh, they faked it to get their car back. I must have been an amazing car. It's a 22-year-old truck. truck. (laughs) And there's like, is there something else in that truck? There's got to be a bunch. There's baby in it. Meth baby. And then uh, uh, last night, I text Brandon Lee again. And uh, dared him. Make the news again? Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm live tweeting Brandon Lee during this. <laughs> I just I texted him and I said, hey, said since you used my name the night before to say to an uh, Arizona audience that I have a one-and-a-half-inch dick on the text that I said. And you said that on the news, so now it's news. Fake news, by the way. I just texted him. I said, I have a huge – I bet you won't use my name on this. <laughs> I'm like, at least show it to Yetta. <laughs> nope, Nothing coward and he's like my phone blew up all morning you must have been killing me like yeah i was killing you now read my text out loud on the air i'm a sudden like i'm an al-qaeda holding a knife over brandon lee's head read my statement read it john holmberg has a huge arizona's family <laughs> uh what's on the big board of musical treats i have a late edition by the way uh spirit box circle with me People losing their mind over that. My buddy Josh has been getting on this all all week. All right. So throw it on the list. All right. uh, Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our friends over there at Action Ride Shop. Hitting the trails this weekend. Get that bike tuned up. You need a bike. They're going to hook you up over there on uh, Gilbert Road just south of uh, Southern. Check them out on Facebook at Action Ride Shop as well as on Instagram. And uh, some stuff going towards Toledo since the the big uh, controversy this morning. Uh, Wolf Mother, Joker and a Thief, Genesis, yeah. No Son of Mine, <laughs> I love Everclear, it. Father of Mine, uh, Godsmack Greed, yes, uh, Rebel Meets Rebel, uh, Lamb of God, Pantera, Mastodon, Foo Fighters, Dying Fetus, Raping the System wow, for Toledo. That's, um, <laughs> that's what the guy said. Uh, Toledo's song, maybe a bit aggressive for him cheating us in the apology. <laughs> Nonpoint Ruthless, uh, uh, Litterman, uh, 
pray, praise abort. Oh, that's Till. Or, yeah, Till Lindemann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Have you heard that song? I have not. Oh. I haven't listened to that one yet. Listen at home. That whole album <laughs> well, that's is That's one we can't play. That whole, oh no. That, that whole album is It'll like get us canceled. Cringy. Canceled? That'll get me kicked out of myself. I actually, play, I actually <laughs> played it for the sideshow years ago, but I, Marcus had a clean version of it. It so is. He, yeah. Songs are, some of them are pretty great. Yeah. But the Praise Abort song is like, it's good. I mean, we could probably play that one, but I don't want to. All right. The whole album. I mean, there's a couple songs in there. It's like, wow. Till has no boundaries, way, which is why sp- we love them. Your spirit box? Yeah. Sounds a little bit like a new Evanescence. Got a girl. I know it's got a thing. It's pretty cool, though. Well, we singer. talked about it on the new releases yeah. once. They're mm-hmm. really heavy, but they got a girl singer. It's not bad. I've listened to it mm-hmm. a little bit. It's actually pretty catchy for a girl singer. I'm not a huge girl singer. but uh, oh, And then the uh, the gamblers up there, too, that uh, Jay Gutentag. Uh, Brian Posehn did yeah. The Gambler, which is just a heavy metal version of Kenny Rogers, The Gambler by comedian Brian Posehn. Uh, well, Foo Fighters went into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Tripp came up to me and he goes, did you mention at all the Foo Fighters going into the Hall of Fame? And we had like kind of a, a quick discussion. And I'm like, every time I mention that Hall of Fame list, I get a bunch of emails or texts from people show. just say how stupid the Hall of Fame is. I don't know that anybody even likes it. A, it's in Cleveland. I have no I'm I'm not going to Cleveland just for that. And B, does it really boost the band? You know, the thing it does is I think people look forward to is it's if it's those bands that kind of got back together to do the one perform right. the performance wise. Yeah, the but, show on HBO is yeah. awesome. I but love nobody cares that. other than that. I don't. think. But do you really like if your band if your favorite band's the Foo Fighters? Does it mean anything different if they're in? No, I don't think there's anything like. It's kind of like uh, People's Choice Awards. Nobody cares if, who won that. That's what a lot of the bands say, too. They're yeah. like, well, you know, I mean, it's for the fans. If they want us in right. there, great. If not, we're and still I know, going on. I know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sucks because they moved that HBO show to Los Angeles. Oh, so they, they? Yeah, they do it in L.A. now. They're not going to do it in Cleveland. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. <laughs> and that's – it's there's you know Ceremony goes down October 30th in Cleveland. They're doing this year in Cleveland because last year they did LA and the year before. I know they did it in New York a couple times yeah, too. They've done New York and they just anything but Cleveland if they can. The big class this year, Tina Turner. They're doing it in October. The Carol King. How come they're doing it? Usually it's in May. But they're just Probably announcing too it now. Wait so, yeah, till they, they can just open it up. It, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, who's in this year? I know obviously Foo Fighters, Carol King, Go Go's, Jay Z, LL Cool J, Todd Rundgren, Randy Rhodes. And see, we're, here's where we're going to start getting all the emails. Jay-Z and the rock and roll. Because rock and roll is an attitude. It's not music. And Judas blah, blah, blah. Priest, no. Still Iron Maiden him. didn't make it, huh? Iron Maiden, no. Wow. Halford is sitting there. Because the Judas Priest thing and they the should Iron Maiden there, thing. Every year, yeah, those two bands. Both of those bands should be in there, actually. Probably. But it's I don't the know second that, time for Carole King. What was she in for before? Previously inducted Writing. as half of the songwriting duo of Goffin and King. And Foo Fighters, the girl's in there twice now. Yep. For Nirvana and the Foo. And for my money. And, I, and Tina went in. And I've said I this before. Tina. My favorite song of all time, and I still don't know why that is, is Hello, It's Me by Todd Rundgren. I, you can't get me away from that thing. If it's on. I don't think I've ever heard it. Hello, It's Me, you've heard it. Have I? Right. Oh, you've heard it. It's unreal. And it's just such a great song. I want to get you a woman, I think. Is huh? that the name of it? Hey, Brady. Keep that off the air. Wow. That's <laughs> another good uh, I'm doing all right. Todd Rundgren. <laughs> I don't know that one. It's not Hello, It's Me. That was a hit. Yeah. That was a smash. I don't know which one you're talking about, but I like the thought. 
Thanks, buddy. It's a Rundgren hit. <laughs> was it a hit or was it an album? Yeah. That was a... Um, gotta Get You a Woman. I know. <laughs> you keep saying I think that. that's the title, but... <laughs> if you heard... You know you'd hear the song. I mean, right. If you heard it, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. That's it. So it was like a full out. Yeah. It's on his greatest hits. Okay. Well, he does, you know, his greatest hits were a little bit under the radar. His greatest hits are the album Hello, It's Me is, is on. That thing's loaded. It's a great, it's just a great song. But yeah, he's in and blah, blah, blah. And people, I don't think people care. Which that song? Was basically, it was, I got to get you a woman. I got to get you a woman. <laughs> Fry her up in a pan. I don't know what the song is. I think that's the title of it. But... Hmm. Anything? Uh, Let's see here. Todd Rundgren, I Gotta Get You a Woman. Uh, we Gotta Get You a Woman. There it is. All right. Well, how's that? I don't know if I've heard We this. got a commercial. Right. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, here. We're good. I don't think I know this. Leroy, boy, is that you? I thought your post-hanging days were through. Sunken eyes and full of size. Tell no lies. Woman. Oh, we know. That's, no, but that's the chorus. <laughs> I know. You keep telling me. Let him sing it. No way. All right. I don't think I know that one, but I know Hello, right. It's Me. And man, oh, man. Knock you off your ass. You know Hello, It's Me. I'm going to pull it up. Right when you now. hear the first words, you'll... I mean, Shop Sweetwater's a Oh, time. wow. Shop Sweetwater's like, yeah. Hang on. It's tired uh, of one Financing on. Uh-oh. There we go. Oh, yeah. yeah this is yeah. smash. This is... Good as it gets to me. Sets every move. Hello, it's uh, me. I want to listen to the whole damn thing. <laughs> Love that song. I think that might be the song. That and Peter Frampton, for some reason, were the ones that are like, I think I love music. I just remember that when I was a kid. Man, is that good. Uh, we'll do the foo. We'll give them a little poke in there for their uh, honor to get in the Hall of Fame. But I do kind of think sort of doesn't matter. It's like the Roller Derby Hall of Fame. Okay, you did it. The, the Hall of Fame is Platinum Records. How many you got? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? 98. I'm not cool with this at all. Okay, you. 